0: The Battleship Retention. I'm Tyler Smith. I am David Bax. And thank you for listening, David. Yes. How you doing?
1: I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here as a way to get into a topic I want to talk okay. about. I feel like, say, ten years ago when we started the show, mm-hmm. I know that I have kind of a reputation among our listeners as kind of a contrarian sometimes. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to like lie and say that I don't enjoy some of that a little bit, but I used to
0: be more of that, you know? I think everybody's I mean it, maybe it's just the people that we know, but I can't imagine if you're somebody who your opinion and I'd say my opinions are are fairly mainstream in certain ways, but like if your opinion is just always a 100% with the mainstream and you're happy about that, is that right. like I don't know, that's But seems, what I'm talking about is I used to
1: get more joy out of I don't know uh, I guess trolling people in a way sure and I feel like I feel like I've grown and the reason I can tell I'm, I've grown is that I'm not on Twitter every day complaining about how I just want Game of Thrones to be over so people will stop talking about it because uh, okay. I gave up on Game of Thrones after season five I'm sick of it um, and it's everywhere it is
0: everywhere now yes it is
1: and I and I am going to, again, patting myself on the back by not being out there every day saying, I can't believe people are
0: still watching, somehow still watching Game of Thrones. Right. Like, uh, what are these people thinking? You're in the sweet spot where you're not watching it, and you're not superior about not watching it.
1: Right, but it, I mean, it's frustrating because I do just want it to be over. But yeah. I'm not out there being a dick about it. I think that represents growth. But the fact is that there, I, there are people who are out there doing that. Uh, And I think those people should stop it. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing I see. Or it's one of those things where I tend to see, because I don't follow a lot of trolls yeah. on Twitter. So I tend to see like my Twitter friends who like game of Thrones responding to the, sure. The trolls a lot. So I, I get it sort of secondhand, yeah, but it does seem going. like, yeah, <laughs> it, it does. It does seem like, why not just let people enjoy yeah. things? Yeah.
0: You know, and it is gonna. It, it's only gonna be for a short time. Um, I just It just seems on. like a long time. Yeah, it's just but, a couple, more, yeah. like
1: two or three more episodes, I think, and then
0: I'm. You I'm can not, go the way of lost. <laughs> I'm not somebody who. I mean, I definitely notice that people are talking about it a lot, um, and it doesn't bother me one way or another until, of course, there's an error or a flaw or. A Starbucks uh, cup? Or a Starbucks cup, in which case, whether it be on Facebook or Twitter, people can't stop. T- it's like,
1: but this that is was, not... Uh, that was un- kind of funny to me, though. It is funny, I, I, but Did at you the look same at the, time, the
0: picture? Yeah. Is it Starbucks? It's definitely a coffee cup.
1: It's definitely a coffee cup. I couldn't I don't know tell if that I, logo is I, Starbucks or something else. I couldn't tell. But, uh, it could be uh, coffee bean and tea leaf, but... Uh, well, probably not, because they don't shoot. Coffee and Tea Leaf isn't everywhere
0: the way that Starbucks right. is. Right, yeah, yeah. So they're shooting in Belfast or whatever. I don't know if they have Coffee oh, and right. tea, tea, tea Leaf in Belfast. Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, part of me is just like, oh, yeah, it's, they don't shoot that in Los Angeles. Um, yeah, it's, it's just... People are, people who find the humor in it, okay. Right. But there are people that are angry. I've seen people that are angry about that cup. And they're like, you, sp-, it's like, I can't believe they did th-. They're not personally offended. They're more just, it's that attitude of like, you spend so much money on this show. Right. And you can't notice this thing. Yeah, it's but like, I think
1: that's what it's, it's people, a, that person is probably unhappy in their own job. I guess you know that's I mean? true, yeah. Because I, I think that's the same kind of person who complains about, about like actors' salaries and well, stuff? I was going to say, like, athletes, but yeah, the sure. same thing. Like, these people get paid too much, um, and and they are complaining about whatever. Whatever an athlete, whatever athlete is, is doing, it's never uh, commiserate with what they're paid or it's never respectful enough of the fact that they're being paid so much when that's just now I'm going to start sounding like you, but they're paid what they're worth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, the
0: studio and, uh, didn't just be like, ah, uh, uh, 20 million. Like, no, they, <laughs> there are a lot of calculations going on yeah. there.
1: And I'm talking about athletes in particular when you like, <coughs> um, uh, yes. Athletes make professional athletes make, Amounts of money that most of us will never see. Right. Um, but it's nothing compared to what the team owners
0: are, are making. Right. So everyone's And not that this necessarily justifies it, but at the same time, like most athletes they make their, they make their money with their bodies and their bodies aren't going to last long. Right. Yeah. So they need some, yeah. they need an, an amount of money and yeah, they can do endorsements and that kind of thing. But like they need money that could last them a long time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So, Anyways, it's, so uh,
1: they, I, I bring this up as a way to say, if you are one of these assholes who's giving people trouble about, or just being like snobby about like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't even watch it. Never seen an episode, that sort of thing. Yeah. If you are, Stop doing it because you're being a dick to other people. And also, you will feel better about yourself if you stop doing it. Yeah. Just let people enjoy things. Yeah. That's the main lesson that I want to take away. And I want to tell you to go to dot com is where you go for professional quality earbuds in a variety of stylish styles and colorful colors. They look great. They sound great. Tyler and I use them each and every day. Tyler, do you know what I've been listening to incessantly lately? What's that? On my com earbuds. You're not going to know why. I'm going to have to explain to you why. Some of our listeners probably know why. I've been listening to the song Gloria by Laura Branigan. Okay. Do you know that song? The early 80s sort of disco-y song? Listening to it nonstop. And the reason why, some of our listeners already know this, I'm sure, the reason I've been listening to it is because that is the song the St. Louis Blues play in the locker room to celebrate after every one of their wins. And they have just made it as of this recording. They have just made it to the Western Conference Final. Do you know why? I do, I'll get to it. Okay. Um, uh, uh, they made it to the Western Conference Final. Hopefully, the time, by the time you're hearing this, I've already played game one. Hopefully, they won game one um, against the San Jose Sharks, I believe, in in San Jose on Saturday afternoon. Um, as far as why, it's not a particularly interesting story. Basically, because it's a really fun song sure. to when you're in a good mood to sing along to. But I guess some of the blues and they were on like a road trip. They had like an off day while they were in Philadelphia and they went to a bar to watch the Philadelphia Eagles in a NFL playoff game. Mm -hmm. And the DJ at the bar kept playing Gloria at every commercial break. And the people in the bar were like loving it. Like everyone would like every commercial break. People would like get up and dance and sing along. And they were just having a great time drinking and watching football and singing along to Gloria. And they'd like decided let's do this every time we win. And so, uh, since January they've played Gloria Um, every single time they've won and actually as of what was it Wednesday night was it when? uh, Tuesday night whichever night they won and went to the uh, got to go to the Western Conference final Mm -hmm. um Y ninety eight, which is a station I grew up in in St Louis, played. I'm guessing they played commercials, but other than that, they played nothing but Gloria for twenty four hours straight. Wow!
0: And they have already that is a level of commitment yeah. that I have to respect.
1: And they have already pledged that if they if they continue on to the Stanley Cup final, um, they
0: will do so again. If you're one of those sponsors that has one of those commercials, do you feel like? um uh, people are going to tune out, right? Like, I, this no, isn't I think what people I are tuning for. in because of it. Okay. Like,
1: uh, people are really excited about the blues doing okay. well right now. Um, the late Laura Brannigan's, uh, uh, manager. And I guess the person who owns the rights to the state to the estate, has been Instagramming about, uh, how much like Instagrammed a photo of herself in a blues Jersey, like yeah. go blues, like everyone's on board, uh, with this. Okay. And, um, I'm just so glad that it's such a good song.
0: Yes, that's true. If it
1: were a bad song, I would not be as excited, but I've, what's, al- what's I've of always of,
0: loved this song. What's an example of a song that they might play, uh, that you'd be like, Oh boy, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> butterfly by toxic, by crazy town is what okay. I meant to say. <laughs> I don't think I know.
1: I, <laughs> uh, uh, I, I, I fucked it up. I couldn't remember the name of the, the, okay. the song. Um, no, but that, uh, that's, I just picked a really bad song. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know what they could play. Something they could play something like Maroon Five or someone I don't. Oh like, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, um, yeah. But
0: this is a I've always really liked this song, and it's so specific, and it's specific for no real reason except oh yeah, the lyrical content has yeah, nothing to do with victory
1: or <laughs> having a good time. Yeah, you know, um, uh, yeah. It's about someone who like is basically ruined a relationship and then it's yeah. like not over it or still pining. I can't, I I don't listen
0: to lyrics that closely. Yeah. It'd be weird if it was something like Lola or, uh-huh. you know, and you're just like, I mean, that's a, that's a great song yeah. uh, musically, but I think it feels almost like a novelty song. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're yeah. like, all right, well, this is what the bartender was playing. I guess this is what we got to do. Yeah.
1: But you can see, like, if you can imagine the very beginning of Glory, where it's like, da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. it's like, yeah. it's a celebratory song. So, anyway, I listened to it. It sounded great on my tweakedardio.com earbuds. They're available to a low, low price at tweakedardio.com. But if you use the offer code PRETENTION at checkout, you get one third off that already low, low price and no shipping charges. So, please go to tweakedardio.com, use the offer code PRETENTION, and play Gloria.
0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com.
1: Start your confidence journey today with Byte.
0: Let's get into it, shall we? Indeed. And actually, real quick, I did want to mention this. Uh, my book, Cinematic Suffering, is available now on the Battleship Retention website, so you don't have to navigate away from this episode to buy your own copy. It's $15 uh, for uh, shipping within the United States um and it features reviews of movies that I didn't like but uh the way that I've been pitching it uh is that you know uh, the thing about being an online critic is that there's just so damn many of us and in order to distinguish uh oneself uh, there has been a history of heightening of tone and uh tends to be something of a sort of a binary like a movie isn't merely kind of good or kind of bad it's either awesome or it sucks um Mm. and so with this it is a it is a book of reviews that i didn't uh, of movies i didn't like but even within that i try to find the positive of these movies and so it's about trying to find the positive in the midst of the negative so that's what the book is is about and so you can uh, go to battleship com, and there will be uh, a little graphic on the left hand side uh, of cinematic suffering and you can uh, purchase it for $15 so uh, just wanted to put that out there
1: keep talking oh okay oh
0: no I got it Sorry. okay good thank
1: god uh, I was getting together our guide for this is our summer movie preview hmm And as usual, we are going to go month by month, but not in strict chronological order. We are going in Entertainment Weekly order. Right. I feel like we started doing this as kind of a lark. Yeah. Now it's like our Bible. And also we've had uh former entertainment <laughs> weekly contributor Brian Raptor in the show and right. current entertainment <laughs> weekly uh Kyle Anderson not mm-hmm. Nerdist Kyle Anderson but right. uh entertainment <laughs> weekly Kyle Anderson uh so I feel like we have some weird affinity uh, or or some weird relationship with the entertainment weekly but it that, is or strange. it's a parasocial they don't know about us but we know about, You don't know? Yeah. Yeah, maybe they're listening to this right now. Yeah. Go go EW. W. Um so let's start with May because May is part of the summer as far as yeah. the summer movie season goes. And let's start with Rai Russo Young's The Sun is Also a Star, which is a, uh, I'm, I feel like uh, I'm assuming it's a YA novel I adaptation. I feel like it would have
0: to be, yes. Uh,
1: yeah, it must be. Um, yeah, 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 yes, yes. Uh, based on Nicole Yoon's 2016 book, The Sun is Also a Star. Um, and uh, it's about a young woman, I think it's one of those all-in-one-day things, Mm -hmm. it's about a young woman who meets a man who and he's (coughs) he's a romantic, she's uh, skeptical about love but also she's about to be deported. Oh, okay. And so they spend 24 hours, I guess, in New York together uh,
0: leading up to her and her family potentially being deported. Alright, so it's got a, you know it's got cultural relevance to it. I'm sure it is an in-depth Nuanced uh, exploration <laughs> of such things. Uh, yeah,
1: and also, I mean, I you can't judge a movie by its trailer. Sure. I generally don't watch trailers, but sometimes you know you go to movies and right. you see trailers. The trailer for this does not look good. Okay, but um, the star is Yara Shahidi from uh, TV's Blackish. Oh, okay. So uh, I don't really watch Blackish, but no. yeah, yeah. Uh, a movie I'm definitely interested in, though, is Tate
0: Taylor's Ma. I really am too. Tate Taylor making a horror movie. I don't immediately know who that is, but I saw a trailer for this and, uh, he, he was, made, he, he made the help. Oh, Oh, I didn't know that. Cause I haven't seen the help either. Um, but yeah, he made something else. Um, he, uh, yes, he did. And now I can't remember what it is, Did but, he do the, um, James Brown biopic. Get on up. Yeah. Was that him? I think, uh, now I don't recall. Um, cause I liked that. But yeah, uh,
1: having you yeah, no did get on up. Okay. Oh, he also did the Girl on the Train, which was
0: uh, oh yeah uh, stinker. I think is the way to. But that definitely because that's sort of a thriller, and so that at least kind of leads you into this a little bit more. But it makes me less excited because
1: the sure. Girl on the Train was so boring. <laughs> and yeah, Mario, you've got uh, Octavia Spencer as a as a psycho killer. I guess I'm not sure. I don't uh, know yeah. that much of the plot, and I kind of want to keep it
0: that way. It's I mean it it definitely is hinged on her and i and i my hope is that it is every bit as tongue-in-cheek as it would appear and as she as an actress is capable of um because yeah she is the film makes her look very uh very creepy very aggressive but also off kilter and fun very Kathy Bates and misery type yeah. of thing uh and I hope it's that and I hope that the film itself is that but I'm actually extremely interested yeah. if for no other reason because what a what a unique type of character and a unique actress to to player um and uh it also has Julia Lewis in it
1: and I'm gonna say Julia Lewis is an actress that I like Sometimes, and I, maybe I've been thinking about this more because we did a day of talking about Keanu Reeves movies, mm-hmm. and I've sort of, like, been thinking about expanding the what we allow to think of as a good actor. Okay. Not, not, that, not that Julia Lewis is a bad actor. Right. I never thought she We tend to, I think, the most superficial way to judge uh, a person's acting talent, talents is their range, you know? Right. I don't think Julia Lewis has a, a very large range. Right. But she has an energy and a presence that I always
0: enjoy seeing in movies. Yeah. The way I usually talk about it, like with my students is that we tend to think in terms of, can they transform themselves, whether it be with an accent or something like that? And it's like, no, it's just, do you believe that they're feeling what they're feeling right now? If that's the case, because the actor isn't feeling that the character is. And so if you believe that that's, if that feeling is genuine, then, but also sometimes
1: we don't like people become movie stars, in a way, almost because they can't transform themselves. Sure. Just like, like John Wayne is pretty much, pretty much always yeah. John Wayne, but people liked him because they liked seeing John Wayne yeah. do his thing. And I guess I kind of... Julia Lewis is my John Wayne, is what I'm saying. <laughs> that or makes sense. Them, that makes sense. All right. Um, also coming at the end of May, Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Did you see the other Godzilla? I did not see the other one. All right. I this did. Was, so this one is a sequel, but it doesn't have any... Of the, it doesn't have Bryan Cranston. It doesn't have no. Julia Binoche. It's a, It's a new... Godzilla is the only
0: returning cast yes, member I guess. Yeah. Um and I mean I saw the trailer for this it just looks like it looks like they're just trying to do everything. It seems like such an odd it's very uh, very Justice League. You know, they introduced Godzilla in the movie and now rather than have him but who did he fight. fight in the first one? I don't remember if it actually had a name. Because I remember seeing a clip at Comic-Con <clears throat> yeah. of them fighting. It seemed pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, and I don't remember if that one had a name. But now they're introducing like the monsters you're familiar with, and they're introducing all of them. And it's one of those things. like I find myself wondering, if you're going to keep this series going, which if it's Godzilla, you're going to want to do that, um, you're burning you're burning off Mothra, Rodan, uh, King Ghidra, like these are you know in the world of godzilla heavy hitters and you're using them all in one movie it seems like a a definite oversight um and so and it also just feels like it's going to be so big and just be that sustained like this sustained spectacle and i feel like it'll just be Tiresome. I, I mean, I'm I'm probably still gonna see it because I did like that f- that first Godzilla from 2014, um, and so I'm curious about it. But I my expectations are not high at all.
1: All right. Um, moving on to a movie. Uh, I'm glad that I like to try to say the director's name because I had kind of forgotten that we're talking about Guy Ritchie's Aladdin. I forget it. I forget it all the time, and part of it is a because it seems like a weird fit, but also. You hear about like directors being in like director jail. Yeah, this guy has had two. I know a lot of a lot of people I know liked The Man from Uncle, but financially, is had two flops essentially yeah. in a row: The Man from Uncle and the King Arthur movie yeah. that no one saw. It's it's crazy to me. What does he have on Disney that he's being handed this property? Now, like it makes sense that John Favreau is doing Lion King. Not to yeah. get ahead of ourselves by a month or two, but. Um, why is Guy Ritchie doing why is Guy Ritchie being allowed to not and I not that I want
0: directors to be punished by their most recent work either, but it just seems weird. I think they just look at the the scale of the movies that he's made and they think probably rightfully so that, okay, we like what he did with these movies, they failed, but Aladdin's not gonna fail. So like the the property itself will sell tickets. Okay. We just need someone that can manage it along the way. And I think they, they view it that way. I'm not, rem- I'm, I'm bummed that I was not able to take the the screening because not unlike, uh, Godzilla, but for very different reasons, I'm curious about this film. But at the same time, I also just kind of shrug about it. You know, yeah. it's, it's a, it's a live action Aladdin. and, You know, unlike Kenneth Branagh's Cinderella, which just took a lot of liberties with the story and and was able to maneuver and do some and find some new beats to play once Disney realized and that film did well. And once Disney realized, like, oh, we can do something with this, you know. They made some notable changes to Jungle Book, but at, with every new film that's coming out, I feel like they're trying to hew closer and closer to the source material, especially if it's more recent. Mm-hmm. You know, Dumbo, they make a, they take a, a lot of liberties with, but like when it comes to Aladdin and Lion King, and I know they're doing Little Mermaid, my guess is they're not going to make any changes at all. Do-, who's doing, do you know who's directing the Little Mermaid? I don't remember. All right. All right um...
1: And here's one same weekend movie I'm really looking forward to because I've already seen it and I'm really looking forward to other people seeing it. Olivia Wilde's Booksmart. It's yeah. it's hilarious. I think it's going to be um I I think it's going to be a hit with a certain crowd. I guess the right. Aladdin is maybe counter programming. Yeah. I'm not good at this kind of stuff. Right. Um yeah, I don't know what else to say about Booksmart because I just talked about it in the movie journal um a few days ago, but it's really really great. Okay. Okay. What else do we have here? Oh, of course. I've practically, I actually haven't bought my tickets yet because I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to go. But John Wick three, sure. Um, the press screening is
0: tonight, by the way. I'm oh. missing it to do this. <laughs> um, that feels. Oh my gosh! I appreciate your level of commitment to Battleship Well, retention.
1: Also, I don't. I I don't know that I can be objective about John Wick. You oh, know okay. What I mean? Yeah. I think I might be too big a fan.
0: This is fascinating to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm trying to like. I'm trying to think if there's any franchise or anything like that that exists right now or has ever existed that I have felt... I mean, I you know, the Harry Potter movies. I mean, I, I have enjoyed the MCU. But even then, I didn't like the last Harry Potter. And I can acknowledge that that uh, Endgame is, is not very good. But at the same time, I was really excited about Endgame, but I definitely could be objective about it. Yeah, I think I
1: was the same way with the Harry Potters. I couldn't, couldn't have reviewed those. Interesting. Either I'm too... Because I would say with most... I see movies all the time, and with most movies, I tend to just see them... With new release movies, I tend to see press screenings or award screenings at the end of the year and that sort of stuff. I, there are very few new release movies that I'm like, I'm going to see that. Yeah. That I know before it comes out, I'm going to see that. And John John Wick is maybe the first one since the last Harry Potter when I've, when I, or or John Wick franchise is maybe the first one since the last Harry Potter
0: that I've been like, I know I'm going to go see that movie that I get. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I absolutely understand that. Like doing what we do and you see a lot more movies than I do, but even then like doing what we do you kind of it's not a cynicism. It's more just like, yeah, the, you know, I'll see it. Yeah. And just and the idea of having something that sort of I would say that childlike attitude yeah. or certainly when I was a teenager, like I am the, like you see a trailer or you hear about something you're like I am there day one. I can't wait. And yeah. that doesn't happen very often for me as, as an adult movie goer,
1: I can think of one non-franchise movie actually that I did feel that way about. And that was twelve's cloud Atlas because I loved mm. the novel. Right. And I was really, really looking forward to the movie and it didn't disappoint, but I did review that. So, yeah. Um, very positively. Maybe it was not a, maybe it was not right, a right, review, yeah. but I still love that movie. All right. Um, moving on to a movie that I like to keep an open, an open mind. Yeah. But every time I see a TV spot for this movie, I'm like, oh, that's going to suck. Yeah. This is Rocket Man, directed by De- Dexter Fletcher, who yeah. directed some of Bohemian Rhapsody. We right. don't know. And he exactly did what. Eddie the Eagle, which is a not okay. a bad movie. And then you've got a good cast here. You've got Taron Egerton, who mm-hmm. I like, uh, Richard Madden from uh, Game oh, yeah. of Thrones and also from the live-action Cinderella. Yep. You've got Bryce Dallas Howard, and you've got Jamie Bell, and probably some other people yeah. that I'm not thinking of. Um, it's a great cast, but I just
0: maybe it's because I've still got the taste of Bohemian Rhapsody in my mouth. Right. I just feel like this is not going to be good. It's yeah. I mean, I don't think it was greenlit as a result of Bohemian Rhapsody. No, yeah, but it it, it was already in production, but it just, I feel like, I mean, musical biopics, like regardless, it could be Johnny Cash. It could be Elton John. They, they all have a very specific formula and honestly, I, I, I just, I liked Aaron Edgerson, but I don't think he has the type of charisma required to play Elton John. It doesn't matter. Like I see the trailer and I see him in all the funny outfits and good for him. But I see, <laughs> but I actually, even in the trailer, he's getting swallowed up by those outfits. Like he doesn't, they wear him. He doesn't wear them again. That's just the trailer. And I could be wrong. The movie could be fine, but I think at best it'll be fine. All right. Now what do you know about bright very little, except that what I what I have seen as far as like images, images and like sort of. Uh, I haven't watched a full trailer. more like just clips and stuff online. Uh, not clips, but like teaser stuff online. Um, it looks pretty good. I'm yeah, I'm, sounds, I'm definitely anticipating it. It's so it's
1: the way that Entertainment Weekly is describing here is basically like imagine uh, and now I'm forgetting Mr. Kent's name from Superman, Martha and. Gerald, I want to say Mason. There we um, go. Uh, Kent, they find a baby. I mean, Pa. Up. Pa Kent is how I know it. <laughs> yeah, him. so Pa and Ma Kent find uh, an alien baby, only it doesn't turn out to be the defender of the human race, but it's a monster. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. All right, so yeah, uh, that's interesting. Um, I'm always also very interested because I am a sucker for romantic comedies. Mm. Um, uh, always Be My Maybe, uh, in which the very funny... Randall Park and Ellie Wong oh, play I like both of them. Yeah, I guess they were like um, childhood friends who like uh, are not now they're in their like mid to late thirties or whatever. And they're still mm. single and they're looking at each other in a different light or something. Oh, okay. Uh, anyway. Sounds pleasant. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. So there, and then there's a dog's journey, which is a sequel to a dog's purpose. Right. And not to A Dog's Way Home, which is I can't tell if it's related. Is it part of the same
0: universe, A Dog's Way I, Home? I don't know. Uh, when I saw a trailer for A Dog's Journey, I got it mixed up with both of the other films. I was like, I thought that came out already. Yeah. I was very confused. Yeah, also because a dog's journey and a dog's way home sound like yeah. the same thing. But this is a sequel. To maybe a maybe the purpose. way home. Maybe that film. It's not that exciting. Maybe it, it can't yeah. even qualify as a
1: journey. Uh, also in May, the souvenir, which I uh, was, uh, my, my second favorite movie that I saw at Sundance this year, um, is about to come out. That'll be counter that'll be John Wick three counter programming. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, it's a really, really good movie. Um, you should check that out. Trial by fire is coming out, which uh, I talked about in the movie journal. Right. Not very good. Uh, the tomorrow man which is a John, L- John Lithgow, uh, movie, which I'm interested uh, in. We uh, keep giving invites to, but, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Echo in the Canyon is a documentary about the sort of sixties Laurel Canyon music scene. Uh, Halston is a documentary about the fashion designer Halston. Okay. The perfection. I don't know what this, what this one is. I forgot. Okay. Uh, get out star. Alison Williams latest foray into horror has more surprises. Okay. Black Swan meets gonzo competitive cellists. So it's a, it's cello horror. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. All right. Uh, and it's pronounced Chialo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and the new Denis Arcand movie.
0: I'm not going to uh, do better than that yeah. this episode. <laughs> I'll just talk for the rest All right. of
1: uh, The new Denis Arcand movie, The Fall of the American Empire, which mm. is what I am seeing. It's the reason I'm not going to the Aladdin press screening. It's it. going to The Fall of the American Empire press screening, which is uh, um, much more... Much higher on my list of priorities. And Daniel Khan, of course, made the bar- barbarian invasions. Right. And um, uh, what's the other one? Uh, it also has the word American yeah. in the title. I can't, I can't think can't of really it now. It. Uh, let me see if there's anything else I'm missing in May. Just looking at names because I don't actually know what all of these are. A violent separation. <laughs> okay. Anyara, loving Vincent. Photograph is another movie that I saw. All oh, right at, at Sundance that I really like I feel like people are sleeping on it um, which is maybe an uh, unfortunate way of phrasing it because I think people, some people are people who are going expecting romantic comedy are going to find it boring Okay, but it's actually a very good very thoughtful very patient and sweet movie okay. um, what else is in May Walking on Water it's a documentary on the artist Christo you know Christo oh, yeah, yeah. he did The Gates in mm. Central Park Diamantino. I don't know what that is. Isabel, the Poison Rose, the Spy Behind Home Plate is a documentary on Berg. Domino is the new Brian De Palma movie. Oh, okay. With Nikolai Kostrovaldo from Game of Thrones and from the Norwegian film Headhunters. Movie called Leto. It's not about Jared Leto. I looked it up. Uh And that's it for me.
0: Okay. June. Here we go. Dark Phoenix. This movie has been pushed back and back and back. Okay. I I genuinely think it's going to be the last X-Men movie. Allow me to elaborate. Disney owns Fox now, but this movie was in production before that happened. It's, you know, the Dark Phoenix saga um it ju- it I think it was supposed to have come out already but they just keep pushing it back. Um I think once this is done, I think you're going to get Disney completely rebooting X-Men. Um so yeah, this is I think this is it.
1: Are they and are they I guess if Disney's going to reboot X-Men, they're going to integrate it with the MCU, right? I th-
0: how would they not? I think they would have to, yeah. Probably same with Fantastic 4. Um
1: Okay. Well, I uh yeah, I I checked out on X-Men
0: I saw first class, but I kind of don't days of future past is pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, there are elements to apocalypse that I liked more than others. Um, this, I've seen the trailer for this and I, I never found the I never found the dark Phoenix saga to be that interesting. I know for some people it's iconic and that's fine, but, yeah. uh, it's not that interesting. And the actress who plays Gene Ray from yeah. game of Thrones, everyone from game of Thrones is on in movies. Now. Yeah. And I don't watch it. So I never know who these people are. Um, <laughs> I've only seen one episode and then, you know, I moved on, uh, (laughs) took me five years, but, uh, but yeah, I've seen, you know, she's played Jean gray in the last couple of movies. Uh, and I don't think she's that compelling. And so like building an entire story around her, I mean, maybe as an actress, maybe she can rise to it, but I'm just not that intrigued. All
1: right. All right. Moving on to a movie I am intrigued by, which is Danny Boyle's Yesterday. Day. Do you know what?
0: Oh, you haven't heard about this movie? I don't think so. Maybe I have. So
1: there's uh, some sort of worldwide blackout. When okay. it's over, only one person in the world still remembers the Beatles. The Beatles have been <laughs> yes, wiped from existence. Okay, and, and so right. this guy goes on to become that's a famous right. singer-songwriter by doing Beatles songs, because he's the only one who's ever heard. Like That's knows? kind of funny. Uh, yeah, I'm not like... Uh, I feel bad saying this because it makes me sound like I'm being that contrarian. I'm not a big Beatles guy. Like I like some, some Beatles song. I'm not a big, guy, but
0: I I like Danny Boyle. I'll be interested to see what it's, he does with it. You know, it's interesting. Uh, uh, the Beatles are sort of like ro- they're like director Robert Wise. Uh, I I would never cite him as one of my favorite directors, but okay. individual movies of his are amazing. Oh, okay, Similarly, yeah. like there are Beatles songs that I adore, like genuinely love. The Beatles, uh, you know, the, the band itself, it's like, yeah, it's good, you know? And it w- when I went to Desert Trip a couple years ago, it was pretty amazing seeing Paul McCartney, oh, you sure, know, yeah. perform live. And you're like, oh, that's one of the Beatles. Like, it was very surreal. But, uh, yeah, that sounds like an interesting idea.
1: Um, all right. Um, Sienna Miller stars in American Woman, which, to me, missed opportunity that she's not playing the same character she played in American Sniper. Right? Right. No. Why wouldn't this be a sequel following what happened to her after the tragic events at the end of American Sniper?
0: Yeah. You know, because then she like goes on the road with her friend and, you know, she's got healing to do. And so they, uh, right. it's like a uh, Thelma and Louise.
1: Yeah. No, but this is a story about a woman whose daughter goes missing.
0: All right. Anyway. Uh, yeah, I think I like Sienna Miller. It's, I was just thinking that like, I'm not opposed to Sienna Miller. But she, I don't think I could describe what she looks like. And <laughs> she's just, i she is to me, like, not that dynamic of an actress. Like, she doesn't... You,
1: you don't recall her... <laughs> Lighting up the screen in the remake of Alfie with Jude Law.
0: <laughs> oh, never mind. She's my favorite actress.
1: <laughs> all right. Um, also in June, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, which I think was a, a Sundance movie that I missed. Um, based on the, the movie is about a young man's efforts to reclaim the Victorian home he grew up in amid rapid gentrification. So, all right, uh, it's a movie about gentrification in San, in San Francisco. Uh, it's got Danny Glover in it. Oh, all right. Um, I don't think he's one of the main characters because it's about a young man. Yeah. You know. All right. Uh, Toy Story 4.
0: Okay. So you may recall uh, in our. No no, 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 oh. no. I said you may recall, not do you recall. All right. It <laughs> doesn't matter. This is now
1: a battleship retention running joke.
0: <laughs> all right. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. And. Uh, <laughs> act accordingly um so in our in our uh, movie journal uh, in talking about endgame i said that like it gives it has such a sense of finality for me that i'm perfectly okay with not continuing that's how i feel about toy story 3 toy story oh, 3 yeah. is, is marvelous yeah. and, it, and, it, it? and it ends their their arc with andy and while and i'm sure toy story 4 will be fine i mean they like every toy story movie has been great i didn't think toy story 3 was going to be that good and it's um, astonishing yeah toy story 4 could be great i will see it i guess i'm just not that interested in it like to me it's like no you, you don't don't kill this goose yeah toy story 3 ends so well that I'm just I'm worried about what they'll do with four.
1: I am interested in. I, don't, I haven't seen it. Watch the trailer. I don't know if you have. No, I haven't. But um, so apparently, so um, uh, Bo Peep, who was in the first two and was not in the third one, right, is now back, and apparently, whatever she was off doing during the third one, she's seen some shit. Okay. And now, so now I think she's going to be one of the major characters. Oh, that's good. That's that's an interesting. And it's uh, Annie Potts who Annie Potts, does her voice, right? Yeah. So that's pretty always good. Liked, always liked. Um uh late night uh we talked about this on our sundance preview i didn't end up getting to go see it uh it's written by mindy kaling and it stars mindy Kaling and emma emma thompson emma thompson plays a late night talk show host and mindy kaling plays the one woman she hires on the writing staff because of complaints that she doesn't have any women on her writing
0: staff which is a funny idea um and i at my Mm -hmm. uh acquaintance Paul Walter Hauser is in it. And he said that he really enjoyed being a part of it. Um, I'm, I'm intrigued. I like Emma Thompson. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like <clears throat> based on the reaction at Sundance, it seemed like a,
1: a crowd pleaser. Okay. So yeah, it should be fine, I guess. Um, all right. Annabelle
0: comes home <sighs> Man, the conjuring verse it's aside from the MCU. It's like the most successful one. Yeah. As and, far like both. I mean, certainly as far as box office, I mean, DC does fine, but like, uh, Everyone, it just people really seem to have bought into it.
1: But this one, so Annabelle comes home has Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson from the Conjuring. Really, movies. Okay, they're now making the move into like like Nick Fury and Captain Marvel, yeah. right? Um, or apparently in Spider-Man: Far From Home, if I'm understanding, going to be a Nick Fury heavy movie. Yes. I guess. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I haven't seen any of the Conjuring movies. Um, I saw the first. I'm one. gonna have to watch the first one before this fall. Oh, did we decide on that? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's going to be part of our, uh, next round of commentary, commentary marathon. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, men in black international. You know what? I saw the trailer and it
0: doesn't look half bad.
1: Yeah. If you just told me they're making a men in black spinoff, I would say who cares. Um, F Gary Gray tends to be a pretty reliable journeyman type director. Yeah. And Chris Hemsworth and Tessa Thompson obviously are great on their own and
0: have chemistry together. Yeah. I feel like this movie has a lot of things going for it. Yes. It looks, it looks enjoyable. I don't know if it's going to be quite as like delightfully quirky as the, the other men in black films, but, um, but, and, and it seems like such an odd, decision to go with like you know these two very attractive younger uh-huh. you know people as opposed to like the the grizzled veteran right. and the but uh, but i think it's it, it looks pretty good to me actually
1: all right um how about the reboot of child's play
0: who gives a shit
1: <laughs> which is weird because child's play is still an ongoing franchise yeah. like there was a child's play there's a chucky movie like in 2017 and i think they're still making more yeah, cuz it's a weird studio rights thing where Universal I think still has hmm. still has Chucky, but MGM has Child's Play so they can reboot. So this is basically going to be but then I think Universal is also involved. I, I I I I can't every time I try to bring this up everyone gets yeah. a glazed oh, look I've, in I've their eyes Yeah, no yeah. one else cares, I think as much yeah. as I
0: do, but um Mark Hamill does the voice of Chucky. That's interesting to me.
1: That is interesting and you've also got um Uh, Aubrey Plaza as um, uh, Andy's mom. And then you've got uh,
0: Brian Tyree Henry in the Chris Sarandon role from the original. Okay. That's a good cast. Yeah. Yeah. And it does make me wonder given that like, well, those are both people obviously like Brian Tyree Henry, especially um, has been able to work in, in drama, but uh, they're both comedic actors. And so is this child's play going to be, A little bit more inherently comedic. I don't know. The other one, the the first one, was a little bit, but is this one going to steer more directly into it? That would be a good choice. I I think think. so. Yeah, uh, that would certainly the series has. Yeah.
1: All right. uh, I don't know what to think about Shaft. Um, I like the original Shaft. I like John Singleton's Shaft. Yeah. This is a movie that. Ties them all together because it has Richard Roundtree, Jim, Samuel Jackson, and um, uh, Jesse T. Usher is the new the, the youngest
0: Shaft. It ties them in, together in a way. I'm not super thrilled with. Uh, oh, have I don't you know. seen that trailer? No. Okay. It's
1: also a Tim Story movie, which is not usually. I don't know. He made he made the, he made Barber Yeah. Right, which I like.
0: I think he made. uh he do, Think Like a Man as well? Oh, I didn't. Um, but I'm but not didn't not he be make the that.
1: Taxi with Jimmy Fallon and Queen Latifah? I believe so. was that
0: him. I didn't see that. I didn't hear good things. And that's the thing is this. Feels a lot more like a comedy and what's more like drawing heavily from like comedy of recognition, Um, which is which is weird. Like, obviously, the Shaft movies have always been funny in in a very specific way. You know, they are. I wouldn't even say they're action comedies. They are action movies with some comic relief in them and just inherent humor and wit of the character himself. This is a lot is different. This is meant to be, this feels a lot more winking to okay. me, which is a bummer. Although it does, Richard Roundtree does look like a lot of fun in it. Um,
1: you know, friend of the show, uh, Aaron Newerth and I were just recently talking about the John Singleton shaft because RIP John Singleton yeah. passed away recently. Um, and how weird it is that like Samuel Jackson as shaft should be, Awesome, yeah, and it is—it's a good movie. But he's like the third character you think of when you think of that movie. Like I think Jeffrey Wright, first. Jeffrey Wright, and Christian Bale both yeah. steal the show from Samuel L. Jackson as Shaft. Yeah, that seems like a miscalculation. Well, and yet I
0: do like the movie. It's a film. It actually it tries to go, it seems to go a bit understated with the character of shaft. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though he has moments like, I'm going to kick your ass for making me run uh, (laughs) stuff like that. But I think that both villains are just so over the top and played by actors with such on screen charisma that yeah it's it is strange that he kinda gets swallowed up. It's like Batman Returns. Uh you know, his name is in the title, but I think of Penguin and right. Catwoman first. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point.
1: All right. Um a few others for June uh framing John DeLorean's documentary about the guy who made the DeLorean Funan uh, uh is a um I guess anime um or it's from G Kids, but it's set in Cambodia. I'm not sure uh, if it's a Cambodian movie. Anyway, Pavarotti is a documentary about Pavarotti. Secret Life of Pets 2 is a sequel to The Secret Life of Pets. Obviously, Louis
0: C.K. has been recast. Uh, (laughs) Aw. You're sad? I would like them to incorporate his (laughs) hijinks (laughs) into the film, if that's possible. I mean, the characters are naked anyway. (laughs) I definitely think you risk
1: not not
0: glorifying or normalizing. Maybe like (laughs) adorableizing, cutifying like, Uh, (laughs) like, like if a three, like when a, like a four year old girl, like pulls her dress up, you're like, ah yeah, that's
1: cute. All right. Um, rolling thunder review, a Bob Dylan story by Martin Scorsese. That the description is in the title. Yeah. Uh, here's one in June. I'm super excited about the dead. Don't die. This is Jim Jarmusch's zombie
0: movie. He made his vampire movie. Yeah. And this one, and that one feels very Jim Jarmusch and this does as well, but this one is more, I'd say much more overt as a comedy based on the trailer, based on the trailer. Okay. okay. Yeah, yes. I haven't seen anything,
1: but yeah, it has, uh, Bill Murray, Tilda Swinton, Tom Waits, Adam Driver, Chloe
0: 70, I think, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and at the core seems to be a partnership between Adam Driver and Bill Murray. Okay. And you know who, and I think the RZA is in it too. Yeah. Uh yeah but it's it
1: looks just delightful. I can't wait. Can't wait. June 14th. Well here I, it's playing it's playing Can um hmm. any day now. I feel like Can yeah starts any day. Yeah. Um let's see. Murder Mystery is a Jennifer Anderson, Adam Sandler comedy. <sighs> okay. Um Vault uh is a thriller about an attempted oh. heist that's anything but safe.
0: Yes, I saw a. Uh, I believe I saw a uh, not a trailer, but like a, a publicity email or something for it. Okay, and it looked. Uh, it sounded interesting. Okay,
1: you've got um, <coughs> some people making leave from TV. You got Theo Rossi from Sons of Anarchy, and you've got Samira Wiley from Orange Is the New Black and yeah. Handmaid's Tale. In that, so that'll be. It's it it, it was a good I, concept. You know what? I tend to like some of these like high concept like low yeah you know not low stakes but low pretension type of yeah i like escape room uh going back over a decade now uh vacancy that i was yeah, a, sure a horror movie that i really like I, I feel like joyride is a joyride, yeah, example. good one yeah so i like i tend to like those kind of movies when they're done well yeah Alright, let's see if there's anything else uh, in June. Abduction, I don't know what that is. Um, the Black Godfather is a documentary on Clarence Avant. Avant? I'm not sure. Uh, what else did I miss here? Being Frank uh, with John, with Jim Gaffigan. Um, a documentary on Blue Note Records. Oh, Deep Murder comes out June fourteenth. That's the that's movie. the Cinemax type thing, it, right? It's yeah. I, I saw it at LA Film Fest. It was probably my favorite thing I saw at LA Film Fest. Uh, or RIP LA, LA Film Fest, by the way. Um, in which it's a like sort of locked house Agatha Christie murder mystery type of story that takes place within a like nineties Cinemax softcore porno. Ugh. It sounds
0: so wonderful.
1: Yeah, it's really great. Um, Hampstead stars Diane Keaton. Headcount is a movie. Plus One is a movie. Wild Rose comes out in June. I really like that. I talked about it in a recent movie journal. Definitely worth uh, checking out. The Edge of Democracy is a documentary I saw. Oh, that's um, right at, at Brazil uh, at Brazil at Sundance about um, recent Brazilian <laughs> politics, which um, have obviously been making waves in recent months because they've sort of elected their own Donald Trump, not in the yeah. sense that he's a, was a celebrity with no political experience, but in the sense that he's a, um, populist, right wing populist and also is supported by a lot of, um, racist yeah. and, uh, groups and stuff like that. Um, let's see. The quiet one is a documentary on Bill Wyman. Uh them That Follow is a movie that has Olivia Coleman in it. Oh all right. Tony Morrison, uh The Pieces I Am is a documentary about Tony Morrison. Uh The Chambermaid, which is listed as foreign drama. Um I've definitely gotten emails about that. Uh I don't remember what it's about. Uh Skin is a Jamie Bell movie that is already controversial. Okay. Um Why is that? Do we know? Well, it's based one of the live action shorts that was nominated for an Oscar this past year was called Skin. Okay. It's the feature length version, same director, a feature length version of the oh, short. Okay. And that short was very controversial. I didn't see it. Yes. Now but, I remember. Um, so I think people are already. Okay. Already have their hackles up about the feature length version of skin because uh, a lot of people were upset about the short version. Uh, Killers Anonymous is a movie that stars Gary Oldman. Uh, Maiden is a documentary on a sailboat that uh i'm seeing in a few days we were doing this one week later i'd have thoughts on maiden but uh i have not seen it let's move on to july all right and spider-man far from home all right um directed by john watt watt watts
0: yeah uh returning right yeah uh i'm i'm interested in this movie um as i once again as i mentioned um I am not super interested in the MCU post-Endgame, but uh, I am interested in this no, to a point. Does your
1: interest in the MCU change if they do start incorporating the X-Men? Are
0: you going to really. start getting back in? Okay. I thought you liked the X-Men. I do like the X-Men. Uh, here's the thing. My interest in the X-Men will be there. My interest in the larger MCU probably won't be. Um, you know, in in the same way that, like... I'd be curious to see what they do with Fantastic Four, you know. But jumping around to the individual movies that interest me, as opposed to seeing all of them, uh, I think is what will uh, is is going to be my mo here. Um, so I will say that I'm interested in Spider-Man: Far From Home, partially because I think Tom Holland is is doing great as yeah, Spider-Man. I agree. I do think that they they're doing something interesting in a way that i'm not thrilled with where in spider-man homecoming they set up a father figure for spider-man in tony stark well he's you know that character is not going to be in far from home and so now they just have nick fury and i just i don't necessarily i'm not thrilled with this as like a as a as a narrative device that Peter Parker just perpetually needs uh, a father figure because the whole point is that his father figure was taken from him, and he has to try and figure life mm-hmm. out on his own. Right. Um, okay. So, from a character standpoint, I don't love it, but um, I like the character of Mysterio. I'm interested to see what Jake Gyllenhaal is going to do with him. But the larger story of Far From Home this this is where like my my m- more modern uh, or sorry my ignorance of like modern comic books comes into play because it involves like the elementals. And I don't know what that is. Uh, but apparently like it's this whole like type of character, uh, that has emerged, I think in the last, you know, 20 or 30 years. And, uh, and it might be earlier than that. It might just be that like in the time that I was reading comics, they didn't play into it. So I have no association with them. And so now you've got, mysterio which will be a big deal but he seems to be a hero and fighting alongside spider-man against the elementals like i don't know what the elementals are and from what i can tell they're not actually really characters so i don't really i'm not that invested. i'm still gonna see the movie but i'm not that uh not that invested in it
1: okay uh i'm interested in the art of self-defense um Jesse Eisberg stars as a timid loner who after a violent attack comes under the tutelage of a charismatic karate instructor played by Alessandro Nivola. Hey, uh, all right. I think that seems like a good pairing, yeah. uh, a weird pairing, but a good pairing. Yeah. Uh, Imogen Poots is also in the movie. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, I'm well, maybe a little less curious about Dora and the Lost City of Gold, but yeah. just because I don't have the touchstone there, um, it does have Michael Pena, Eva Longoria, <coughs>
0: and Benicio Del Toro in it. Oh, nice. It's directed by James Bobbin, who made The Muppets, which I didn't see. Um, I did, and I, and I, I, I think I, I liked it. But yeah, I have no association with this, so I, I don't, I'm not that interested.
1: All right, now the movie that everyone a lot of people's favorite movie at sundance this okay. year that i'm expecting to tear up screens in uh garner awards talk from what i've just from what i've heard is lulu wang's the farewell okay. which is uh you and i were talking earlier um or we were talking on the movie journal actually about um comedic actors going dramatic. Yeah. Uh, and so this is Aquafina who was a big credit presence in crazy rich Asians and, um, oceans, uh, eight. Yeah. Um, this is her, um, as a woman dealing with her, uh, taking care of her dying grandmother, I think is what Mm -hmm. the movie is about. Um, and yeah, everyone I know who saw it at Sundance and everyone I don't know who saw it at Sundance loved it. So, um, we'll, we'll see. I'm definitely curious, uh curious to see it and uh, I've liked Aquafina as a presence yeah. Not that familiar with her comedy like her youtube comedy right isn't that how she started as like a sort so, of yeah. like novelty rapper i believe so yeah okay um all right midsummer is the new ari aster movie who made hereditary last oh, year oh yes yes and i feel like even though i have i didn't really like hereditary that much mm-hmm. there's it still felt singular
0: yeah, it felt absolutely.
1: In a way that makes me want to want to see what he's doing yeah. next. And you've also got a really great um cast if I remember correctly here. Um we've got Florence Pugh from uh um Lady Macbeth and um Outlaw King. You've got um uh William Jackson Harper from The Good Place. You've got Will Poulter hmm. from uh what was that uh the maze runner. Oh yeah. How yeah. what was the, uh, two adventure, black mirror thing. Bandersnatch. Yeah. Yeah. Is that what it was called? Yeah, that's what it's called. Oh, I got it right. Yeah. See, I should have said something like briar patch. It would have been a very comedy know. thing or uh, Cumberbatch. batch. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, so I guess it's about a cult midsummer.
0: Yeah. It's, cool. so it's, it's a really interesting time for horror right now. Like when you yeah. look at movies like the witch and the Babadook and it follows and, uh, hereditary it's it's a very interesting time for sort of this smaller not that horror movies are, are epic anyway but like these smaller often family-oriented uh films and uh it's exciting to me
1: um i'm uh nervous i'll be let down but i'm very excited about a movie called stuber do you know what stuber no it is a buddy cop comedy only one of them's a cop camille nanjiani plays an uber driver okay Dave Bautista plays a cop okay, who commandeers, commandeers the Uber along with his pit bull and basically drags Camila and Gianni around on an
0: adventure. <laughs> it's like Collateral in its own way.
1: Uh, yeah, I was thinking it's more like uh, Ride Along. Sure. But I guess they don't know each other, so maybe it's more like Collateral. Right. Yeah, it is more like Collateral, except Dave Bautista's a good guy. That sounds guy, like a lot of I fun. Yeah, great cast. Um, director is Michael Douse, who is a name that I know. He made... He made a movie called. I think he made a movie called "It's All Gone Pete Tong," but he made something that I remember that movie. He made something more recent that people liked. Yeah, that movie's older. Yeah. What did he make? Oh, right. He made Goon, which is oh yeah, okay, a, a great movie. So yeah. Um. Oh wow, I didn't realize it was. The same guy who made Goon, so now I'm even more excited about absolutely, stumer. yeah. Uh, one of my most anticipated movies of the summer, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I feel like it's. I feel like a cliche looking forward to Tarantino movies. I feel like, what am I like a film bro or whatever? But you know what, his movies are always interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm he's, definitely interested. It's it,
0: the way I see it is, you know, I, I realize this is going to sound snobbish, and I know that in the past you've said that I should not judge people for the way in which they enjoy a good movie. Um, but at the same time, you just described like film bros. There are people that are like big Tarantino fans, not, and they're not movie people. They like him and they like, they like the trappings of his movies. They like the surface stuff, which is fun. And, and there's still plenty of style and plenty of stuff to appreciate. But I think he, he is a deeper filmmaker than people give him credit for. Um, and so, uh, I don't think there's anything at all wrong with, anticipating his films because he's one of the few directors I feel like who just from the jump, like he just lives and breathes film and he just, he just like naturally knows how to make a movie. It's, it's very interesting to me anytime he makes a movie and this one with that cast and the premise, it just, it's really interesting to me.
1: I'm glad they moved the release date from the anniversary of the Tate LaBianca mergers. That was in poor taste. I think so. Yeah, definitely in poor taste. Uh, off topic sidebar, just looking at the, the, the still here, um, which is Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio together. And Leonardo DiCaprio's character is smoking a cigarette, which mm-hmm. is, uh, correct for the time period. Yeah. And it got me thinking, have you heard about how, apparently because you know how steven spielberg is remaking west side story for some reason um he wants the characters to smoke and disney is saying they don't want the characters to smoke Ooh! and this seems between
0: disney and steven spielberg who wins this i don't know
1: yeah um but this let let characters smoke if they would smoke
0: yeah you know i'm glad that not everything is disney yet yeah
1: um because, uh, yeah, Charlize, Charlize Theron smokes a cigarette in one scene in Longshot, and it's funny. Yeah. Um, it's a funny, it's a, it's a comedic beat, but I'm glad that it's a movie were made by Disney. Well, Longshot wouldn't get made by Disney, right. I guess, but uh, they wouldn't have allowed that. All right. What else is
0: in June? Crawl? Also, fucking oh. man, West Side Story features a lot of violence. You know, Uh a lot of characters are killed sometimes quite brutally. Like, oh, this person got stabbed in the chest. Uh Um, That is not a family friendly story. Disney is fine to do it because, oh, it's West Side Story. It's a musical. It's beloved by people like, yeah, but you're still showing you're still portraying a movie where people are being killed and you don't want them to smoke. (laughs) Are you kidding me? Yeah. Oh, that's idiotic. That said, crawl. I'm absolutely going to see it. Okay. Do you know what it's about? Uh, after a hurricane, Haley Callesco Delario finds her
1: father Barry Pepper in plenty to fear in the crawl space of their Florida family home in this horror thriller.
0: Yeah, it's essentially a hurricane has deposited a number of alligators. Uh, what? Yes, and so of course, oh, when I saw that trailer, I posted it in the Never Not Funny group because it's like there's a gator on every floor <laughs> you know um <laughs> and uh it, it's you know i'm a sucker for creature features and it just looks it looks like schlocky fun
1: um and then this actress uh, kaya Scodelario um again also like will Poulter, also from mm-hmm. the maze runner series i only knew her from the fifth pirates of the caribbean movie oh, okay. until she's she's in the zach efron ted bundy movie <laughs> but i'm not going to say the whole name of it because it takes uh, yeah who's got the time yeah um and she's really good in it so mm. uh i'm looking forward to her and also barry pep where's he been uh
0: usually he, played, when he, I played, ask, he played bobby kennedy of, uh, several years ago usually to, when i ask that question it turns
1: out they've been like on a highly successful tv show for years <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's, yes i wouldn't be surprised um because that's why I'm like. It feels like Paul Giamatti's not in movies as much as he used to be. It's like he's been on Billions for three seasons. He's yeah. doing fine. Uh, let's see. Barry Pepper. Well, he was in The Maze Runner, The Death Gear. That's right. Uh, oh, he's in Scorch Trials as well. Yeah. Uh, but Kill the Messenger was the last thing I saw him in, which was not very good. You uh, Remember that Is one? that with Jeremy Renner? Yeah. Okay, yeah, I know. Uh, all right, so Crawl. Oh, man, I am suddenly very excited oh, about right. Crawl. Even though I'm... I really alligators really freak me out. I know they do. Um, but I've, I think the thing that I'm you most to confront fo- this. Yeah. The thing that I'm most phobic of I've relearned is wasps because I think wasps right. are more likely to find me here in California than in the alligator. They've been looking. And what we had two wasps, two separate wasps building two separate nests right outside our front door last weekend. And like, uh, I'm going to give my wife all the credit here. Cause she, like I told her when she was on her way home, I was like, can you pick, go to CVS and pick up some spray or yeah. whatever. And so, so she came in and then like, we were like, we we're, it says like, wait until like dusk or whatever. Cause they get mm-hmm. like sleepy and rest. Yeah. or whatever That's the best time to do it. And so I spent all day trying to talk myself into going and spraying these wasps, but I'm like yeah. legitimately afraid of wasps. And like, it was time to do it. And I was like, okay, um, I was like, "All right, I'm going to put on something long sleeved in case they like swarm at right. me or whatever." And now it was just like, "I'll just do it." And she just grabbed the thing, walked outside, killed the two wasps, yeah.
0: and came back in. She was a fucking hero. I mean, obviously, like I don't like bees or wasps or anything like that. But uh, as long as I've known you, like that is you've been virtually paranoid, uh, uh, sorry, paralyzed uh, by your fear of wasps. Like it's, yeah,
1: it's cause I got stung in the temple yeah.
0: by a wasp when I was
1: very young. Yeah. A bunch of wasps came out. There's a, the side door to our garage was a wooden door yeah. that was kind of rotted out. turned out there was a wasp nest in it. I was being a brat and, through my bike at the door cause I was mad at my dad cause he was like, put your bike away and go to your room. I don't know what I did wrong. I don't remember. Yeah. Obviously I conveniently forget the part where I was probably <laughs> exactly. being a little shit. Uh, and so I was mad. I had to put my bike away. So like through the bike <laughs> at the door and a bunch of wasps swarmed oh, out of this boy. door. And one of them got me right on the temple. Luckily, I'm luckily only one got me. Um, and, uh, yeah, ever since then, wasps bees, not so much.
0: I have it's told it's you the story specifically. I've told you the story about my, I believe my one and only bee sting. Okay. Have you? I think I have. Okay. Because you laugh pretty hard every time I talk about it. Uh, I was at like church camp and we were all getting ready to go home. And so we were just, like uh, sitting at, uh, like sitting in the vans getting ready. And so, like, you know, the van door was open. And I was essentially, I was sitting like on the floor of the van with my feet on the ground, uh, which means that there was somebody. Sitting on the seat, so they're like sitting above me, and so a bee flies in, and this guy flicks it, and it goes right into my lip, <laughs> and it just sticks, th- and it sticks there, and the bee is like stuck to my lip yeah, that's by funny. the sp- by the stinger, yeah. moving around, so I have to like grab it and pull it out, and I mean my lip just like, g- and so then it's like, oh, now we have a five hour drive, and my lip is just like super swollen oh. but it was, like, it was this thing like it happened like that because I'm just like we're all sitting and talking and suddenly like wow what the hell is going on here there's a creature on my face oh, man. Uh, yeah. it, was, it was awful
1: Yeah, I had, luckily I didn't get stung, but I did once, I remember once being at the pool, like a day at the pool, and I had, I remember very specifically, I had a Minute Maid orange soda Mm. can
0: that I was drinking Oh yeah, soda cans, that'll do it.
1: Yeah, I jumped in the pool, I came back out to get a drink of soda, and like was drinking, and I felt something on my lip, and there had been a bee that was inside the can that was crawling out onto my lip, and I like, uh, you know what I actually did get stung but not in the face because I like threw the can and ran and it got me I turned around and it got me on the back oh but I've been stung by bees a couple of times no honor yeah (laughs) yeah bees uh, aren't uh, for some reason wasps yeah I guess hornets but is a hornet a third thing or is it a or is it a kind of wasp I don't know and then of course there's yellow jackets. yellow jacket is a kind of wasp okay because there's paper wasps Okay. Yellow jackets. And then I feel like there's hornets is a kind of wasp. Maybe it's a different thing. I don't know. Who does,
0: who does the rooster have sex with?
1: (laughs) They're all chickens. The rooster has sex with all of them. That's perverse. That's perverse. (laughs) 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 Um, uh, David Crosby. Remember my name is a documentary about David Crosby. Uh, Oh yeah. John Favreau's the lion King comes out in July. Um, I don't really have my hopes up, but I am interested just in the way that it was produced, which is essentially, it's not really animated in the way we think of, but it's also not motion capture. It's basically, they built the entire thing in, they built like the location in virtual reality and then, like, made a virtual,
0: they call it virtual production. Okay. All right. Well, at least they're calling it something else. They're not calling it live action like that. Well, I think a lot, a lot of people are referring to it as a live action in yeah. Lion King, but none
1: of it is live action. But right. it's also not exactly animated, either. It's virtual production is the term they use
0: yeah, in, right. the, in the magazine. But it's a lot closer to animation than anything live action. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't. I don't care. I feel bad. I feel like an old crotchety guy. And if the movie is reviewed well, so be it. And maybe I'll take the screening if we get one. Um, but like, I just, it's this one, especially, even maybe more so than Aladdin, looks like it's just because I did see a trailer for it. This one is like beat for beat, line for line, the same as the other one. And I just don't understand what the purpose of it is and I, I'm not railing against remakes but like if you're if the the only thing they're bringing to it is like oh these lions look more real than the 2D animated lions okay yeah uh, why is that that's not that inherently <laughs> appealing to me uh I also am mostly... you don't have the voice of Jeremy Irons so why am I why am I even oh, watching but, this thing but who is it someone interesting they, as Scar uh it is someone interesting it, is it Shea for or I might be thinking of a different film, actually. Oh, um, uh, where is it? Why can't I navigate this goddamn magazine? Damn, yeah. It's not him. I think it's someone else. Um, but I can't remember who it is now. It is Chiwetel you It is? He's Scar? Yeah. So okay. you've got
1: James Earl Jones returning as Mufasa. You've got Donald Glover as Simba. You've got Billy Ackner and Seth Rogen as Torn and Pumbaa. You've got John Oliver as Azu. You've got a good cast, and then... Uh, oh, wait, even the... Um, I'm trying to remember who plays the, uh, the hyenas. Cause they're like, right. Good actors too. But I, yeah. I can't remember,
0: um, who it is, but then you've got, and what's interesting is like, if you look at that cast, it's like, yeah, that's who you'd cast. If you're just trying to do an, like John Oliver is who you would cast. If you're trying to do a Rowan at- rowan Atkinson, like <laughs> yeah. it's, it's, it just feels like, but here's the one that I'm Beyonce.
1: I, lo- I have come to really love Beyonce, especially mm. now that Lemonade is on Spotify because I don't steal music and I don't watch music videos and I don't have title. So I only have really started actually listening to Lemonade. It's amazing. Homecoming, it's a pretty amazing music video um, too. I should watch that. Yeah, Homecoming was amazing. The, uh, the album, I haven't watched um, the Netflix special. But from what I've seen of her as an actress... She's limited. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So you can't force someone who's good at one thing to be good at other things. Also, you know what I mean, she's, what's interesting is that as an actress and as a performer, she's incredibly physical. So now you're just going to limit right. her to her voice. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. It's bad call. Yeah. That's one where it's like, we get to say that Beyonce is involved. That's clearly what they're, what's more important. Yeah. That's unfortunate.
1: All right. So, um,
0: what are you smiling about?
1: <laughs> I'm already trying to decide who to use as an example. Um, cause the next movie on the list is the great hack, which okay. is not a documentary about seeing we did the Sundance preview. I said, Rennie Harlan, and so I had to, okay. to switch it up. Uh, Lassa Hallstrom. It's not a documentary. There about we go. Lassa there we go.
0: <laughs> it's a and documentary. That might, that might actually, uh, you know, anger some people. Oh, no one's going to fight you on Rennie Harlan.
1: It's a documentary, but it's a documentary about Cambridge Analytica and Facebook. um, okay Brahms the boy too apparently there was a 2016 movie called the boy oh yeah yeah and this is a sequel to that
0: yeah okay I didn't um, know the first one was that was successful enough to warrant a sequel that's weird has a what does it have a weird title Brahms the boy too the character might be called
1: it is but Brom. yeah it's the the lifelike doll Brahms but why is it like his name is Brahms B-R-A-H-M-S
0: like the composer oh okay so I don't it's know. just it's a weird yeah. choice. So it's like Roms. Rambo, First Blood Part Two. Yeah, I guess so. I guess it's like that. Um, Those two films are very similar.
1: Okay, there's a documentary about, my, my, about Mike Wallace called "Mike Wallace Is Here," or as I hear it in my brain, Morty Seinfeld saying,
0: "My wallet's gone."
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mike Wallace is here. <laughs>
0: you know, it's interesting to me. We have now referenced. Seinfeld yeah. twice in the last 5 minutes. Yeah. And in both cases we've referenced tertiary characters, which parents. is like the, their parents. Yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Frank Costanza like, and Morty Seinfeld. Yeah. And it just it never fails. I was I, uh, like a week ago, um, I was going down a YouTube rabbit hole and I was watching some interviews with uh, Jason Alexander and uh, the way he's able to intellectualize like his choices as the, as George, but also the film, the, the show in general is great. And it just got me thinking like, man, Seinfeld was such a giant part of my life that like, and yours as well. Like we often watched it together when we lived together, but like it's, and it's not going anywhere. Like it is going to be a constant, touchstone yeah. for, for me as far as not merely references like i'm not going out of my way yeah. to make that references you made that like you heard that in your brain when you read that title yeah yeah exactly
1: yeah. <laughs> um and you so you heard so netflix is going to be introducing the like like shuffle features so you can pick a series and just shuffle episodes oh interesting hulu needs
0: to do that okay because they have seinfeld oh yeah That'd be fun. I would love to just shuffle Seinfeld episodes because yeah, because no matter what comes next, you're like, Oh this yeah. one, oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Oh man. The, uh, the one with Lori Loughlin was
1: just on the other night. That was a weird, oh, yeah. weird choice. Uh, all right. So that's it for July, except for oh, one other thing that's coming out in July that I saw at Sundance, which we talked about extensively was the mountain, mm-hmm. which is the movie in which, um, Jeff Goldblum plays a lobotomist. It's the late forties, Northern California. He plays a lobotomist and Ty Sheridan plays, the son of a woman he lobotomized whom he hires as his driver, because yeah. he's a he doesn't work at a specific. I guess there's not enough, enough lobotomists that they can all work at specific hospitals, so he right. travels around the region and performs lobotomies at different hospitals. It also stars um, uh, in small roles. Udo Kier, uh, uh, what's his name from uh, Holy Motors? Denis Levant. is that his yeah. name? And then I forget her name. But the college student girlfriend character from Mind Hunter, did you watch Mind Hunter?
0: I did, and you now know, what talking about yeah, uh, yeah, go- I do.
1: Uh, I can't remember her name now, but she's really good in the mountain. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on to the final month of the summer, August, or at least as, uh <laughs> <laughs> right <laughs> uh, has it because most of September is the summer. Um, I technically have a summer birthday just barely. Mm. Um, all right, so August, fast and Furious and Fur- furious, furious, furious.
0: Yeah, and we were talking about this with with Mike Schmidt. I've not seen any of the Fast and Furious movies, and yet feel like I'd still be able to follow this. And yeah. uh, and I'm I'm not sure. I'd, I'm saying I'm ex, I'm excited for it, but I do like Dwayne Johnson as a screen presence. So yeah. I might yeah. I might see it.
1: Uh, I didn't see Deadpool two too, but um, I saw John Wick and Atomic Blonde, and it's the director mm-hmm. of those two movies. Oh, there
0: you go. So I think I'll probably
1: like it. Here's a movie. This is the. Uh, indie movie version of Dark Phoenix okay. has been pushed for what feels like a year at this point. Richard Linklater's Where'd You Go Bernadette, starring oh, Kate, yeah. Blanchett, Kate Blanchett and Billy Crudup and, and uh, Kristen Wiig. And there's someone here named Emma Nelson. I just got all the Emmas straight. Oh, you man. can't add a new Emma. You I'm know? looking her up. I know Stone, Watson, and Roberts. I know who they are. I don't get them mixed up. You can't go throwing new Emmas at me. But, um... Uh, anyway it's based on a novel it's supposed to be pretty good and I uh, I really know uh, what don't
0: okay Emma Nelson is in a short film called Margaret and the Moon the only feature she's in is where to go Bernadette so I would say don't bother committing her to memory yet not just
1: yet okay Uh, well I I wish the best for her sure Um, no I'm not actually at risk of getting any more Emma's mixed up I've got them figured out it's Mm -hmm. the lilies that I still need to pin sure Cause there's, there's Collins and James and I mix them up more often mm-hmm. than not. Uh, um, Taylor and Tomlin, but, um, <laughs> both of whom are in, uh, I used when, when I was younger, I used to get them mixed up, sure. but I think that that one straightened. we, we worked it out. Actually. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think I'm finally getting a handle on Collins versus James. Yeah. Cause Lily Collins was just in, she's in Tolkien and she was, she's in the Ted Bundy yeah, yeah, yeah. movie and Lily James was in, baby driver and Cinderella.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I've got it. All right. Uh, I don't know why I said yes. Like, I don't know. I said yes as if to essentially to move us on. Um, Okay. but also I was just like, I, I'm saying that with, with as though I have any level of confidence in what I'm saying. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I think I'm right. Um, Turns out uh, the star of Cinderella is Lily Tomlin. <laughs> moving on to a movie I'm uh, cautiously
1: very excited about. Scary stories to tell in the dark. I grew up with these books. Yeah, me too. Even as a kid, I was like, I can't believe they're letting me read this. This yeah. is fucked up. Not that I probably didn't talk like that then. Uh, yeah. Maybe I did. Did they talk that way then? You that? that? Um, <laughs> What's that from? it's from Deadwood. It's like a sort of bit of self commentary Uh, because that was a joke people made about Deadwood. But uh, it turns out they very much did. Um, E.B. Farnham tells uh, Francis Wolcott in season two. He's like, there's an uh, there's an expression for this situation, but it's slipping my mind. And, or there's, there's an ancient Roman expression, expression, or ancient Latin expression that slips my mind. And Francis Wolcott goes, is the gist of it that I'm shit out of luck? And E.B. Farnham goes, did they talk that way then? Oh, man.
0: <laughs> you uh, know... Uh, that Deadwood movie is coming. Yeah. I don't know if Farnham is in it, but boy, I hope he is. <laughs> <laughs> what a wonderful character. Uh, yeah. Uh, almost Dickensian. That character is almost Dickensian in uh, just the way it just, he's so pathetic. I'm going to say my favorite Farnham okay. lines.
1: He says, can you have been born Richardson and not egg hatched as I've always assumed? <laughs> did your mother dote dote do- do- over you, snaggletooth and doting, or did you did your mother hover over you, snaggletooth and doting, as you now hover over me? <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Richardson with his weird little antler, oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. So we are watching season one, like seeing like Richardson as like an extra. Yeah, before he shows up as uh, the. I don't know, would you call him the custodian of the hotel, I, I guess? I guess so, I don't know. All right, anyway, we're talking about Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, no. uh, which is produced by Guillermo del Toro, directed by Andre Overdahl. I don't know uh, what else he's done, but um, I'm assuming
0: it's like a anthology? It would have to be, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do like, I mean, the... It, c- scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, like the the illustrations were always so... Creepy, yeah. And what I what is fascinating to me is that they are really trying to realize those illustrations. You saw this? Oh my gosh, no! But good god, yeah. It's, look bit, at it, that; it's terrifying.
1: Yeah, the anatomically Weekly uh, mm-hmm. still they have is is really terrifying. Um, anyway, uh, Andre Overdal is best known. Oh, he made the autopsy of Jane Doe, which I heard good things about. I did. Oh, too. he made Troll Hunter. I saw Troll Hunter. That's a good movie. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on to Angel Has Fallen, which is somehow the third in this franchise after Olympus Has Fallen. In, oh, what was the second one? London Has London Has Fallen. Fall- yeah, yeah. So yeah, Gerard Butler returning to his, I guess, signature returning home. series. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't sad. seen any of them. I know. Olympus has fallen was directed by um what's his name? Uh Andre Foucault, right? I believe uh Antoine Foucault? Antoine Foucault yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Um so I wanted to see that, but I don't know. I don't know. I I don't I I feel like I don't even know anyone who's seen it like Yeah.
0: No one ever talks about these movies and yet Yeah, there, it is outside of, of our circle, I would say for the yeah. most part. All right.
1: Um The Angry Birds movie 2, I legitimately yeah. forgot that the, the Angry Birds movie
0: yeah. Who gives a shit came
1: out. Okay. Uh, you've got voice cast, Jason Sudeikis, Josh Gad, Peter Dinklage.
0: Yeah, sure. It's okay. fine.
1: Um,
0: it's probably not. It's not.
1: Um, the kitchen sounds interesting, but it also sounds so similar to widows. Okay. Um, uh, Melissa McCarthy is with Moth and Moss and Tiffany Haddish as housewives turned gangsters.
0: Uh, basically. So it's like the funny widows essentially. But that's the thing. I don't think it's supposed to be that funny with that cast. I mean, why do you, why would you cast like Melissa McCarthy and Tim, uh, Tiffany Haddish if you're not going to be funny?
1: Maybe a little bit funny. Yeah. But I think it's supposed to be a little bit more dramatic, but, All right. um, uh, yeah. And I think oh, after their husbands are incarcerated, so not
0: killed, let see the difference between the, witness. oh, okay. They're still alive. They're just in jail and they take it over. I mean, um, it's, I like that. Cast and even if it is more dramatic, I'll still see it. Or maybe not dramatic. Maybe dark comedy. Because well, that makes in sense. this thing, Melissa
1: McCarthy is talking about her character chopping up bodies. Oh, okay. There so you maybe go. it's a dark comedy. That sounds good, actually. Yeah. Um. Uh, all right, Good Boys. I don't know what Jacob Tremblay, Will Forte. I think it played at South by.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, didn't I, li- know, I like I that know what... uh, Jacob Tremblay and Will Forte. So yeah, I don't know what this is about
1: um have you watched um i think you should leave no i haven't is it okay. good uh from what i've seen is is pretty good and okay. there's a uh, will Forte's in it oh nice okay a really great sketch all right um also in july uh brian banks is uh, about a high school football star far- falsely accused of rape and sentenced to a decade in prison oh my Uh, Corporate Animals is a dark comedy that was also at Sundance. Um, It's from the guy who made The Overnight, which I didn't think was very good. But it is about a corporate team building retreat that sort of where they sort of go feral and like kill each other and eat each other. And Demi Moore is in it. So it sounds pretty cool. Yeah, that sounds good. (laughs) Um, uh, In the Shadow of the Moon... Michael Z. Hall, a serial killer who times his crimes to the lunar cycle. That sounds like something, uh, Nicholas Cage's twin brother <laughs> would write. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. My favorite movie from Sundance this year was Gurren Toro's blinded by the light. And that's coming out right in, yeah. in August. Uh, I did see is... a trailer for that. And it oh, looks good. like,
0: even though I, I rolled my eyes at it at the time, it's just like, yeah, this seems like a, the kind of movie that, that is hard to dislike. Yeah.
1: It's going to be hard. I, I, I welled up more times than uh, MCU fans cried at Endgame. That's Fair how nice. much I cried at Blended by the Light. Um, Aquarella is a documentary about bodies of water across the globe. Okay. Um, the Informer. I don't know. Joel Kinnaman. Oh, yeah. Where's Joel Kinnaman been? I like him. Is he still on that uh, show? Is The Killing? I don't think, still I on? Think, I think they finally ended that. Okay. Um, it like moved networks twice. Oh, really? Okay. And, uh, maybe only once. But uh, no, the last thing I remember him being in was that he was in Suicide Squad. Um, that was a couple oh, years yeah, I didn't ago. See now, that. but uh, he, he, I saw him in that really terrible RoboCop. Oh, reboot, that's right. Which yeah. Every, it was so bad that everyone has forgotten that it even
0: exists. Yeah. It's like it's like the Total Recall uh, reboot. Yeah. Where yeah. It's just both Paul Verhoeven. Uh, yeah. It,
1: like. Although people talk about like, Oh, they're going to ruin my childhood memory. But it's literally like, if I say RoboCop to you, I don't have to specify, you know, I'm talking
0: about Paul Verhoeven's 1987 RoboCop, not talking about, uh, the the Joel Kinnaman vehicle, even though the 2014 one, yeah, it's PG 13 and all that, but they still do try to do a little bit like with a Samuel Jackson character and sure, yeah, yeah. you know, they do try to incorporate some of that satire. Um, but yeah, it's, okay. it's just so forgettable. that. So movie.
1: this is a, the Joel Kinman thing is a perfect example what I was talking
0: about, okay. um, about
1: him being on TV shows. So he was on altered carbon.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or I guess I it is, things. I guess that
1: show still, it's just in between seasons and he's on the, the, um, Amazon version of Hannah. Oh, okay. That's yes. Okay. That's so right. Yeah, I guess Joel Kinman's doing great. I've always liked him. Uh, So that's the Informer. I don't know what it's about. I'm not gonna read. Uh, official Secrets. Kira Knightley puts her political thriller bonnet on, playing Catherine Gunn in 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 real life British whistleblower who sent top secret info to the press about an illegal U.S. UK spying operation. All of that sounds terrible, except for the fact that it's Keira Knightley,
0: who I yeah. always like. I wouldn't say it sounds terrible. I mean, I I I don't know what it is. I kind of like movies about whistleblow- whistleblowers. Okay. Um, but at the well, same the time, in, there's the Insider. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um Snowden? and but also like the informant uh so I guess like if it if it's if it starts with IN I'm on board. Um but yeah, so just like movies secrets. about uh, I guess like movies about like a lone individual like trying to do the right thing in the midst of tremendous okay. pressure. Um so yeah, maybe. All right. Um and then uh, Playmobile the movie. I don't know. Playmobile. Wow. Do you remember that? I do remember that. It's the thing that was always forgotten about because of Lego. And <laughs> so it would, it would appear that they're trying to piggyback on that. It's, you know, maybe they should. I'm sure all the characters eat Hydrox. <laughs> um. All right. But I. All right.
1: I can't. I think I have a compulsion where when people bring up hydrox, I have to bring up the fact that hydrox actually is, predates Oreo. I know, I know. I always have to bring that up. I know, uh, I mean, actually, I, and I know
0: everyone knows that, and yeah. I feel like compelled. Like I watched I a, sh- a shockingly in-depth YouTube video about the history of hydrox, uh, and uh, sounds pretty good. It was interesting, yeah.
1: All right. Um, also in August, and then we're going to be wrapped up. Uh, Forty-seven meters down, uncaged. <sighs> Um, okay. Uh, cold case hammer which is a documentary about an unsolved mystery. Okay. The tracker is a Dolph Lundgren movie. Uh, driven with Jason Sudeikis. I'm guessing this is not a remake of the Rennie Harlan. Maybe, uh, Sylvester Stallone vehicle. <laughs> um, tone deaf starring Robert Patrick, angel of mine, st- starring Numi Rapace. Itsy Bitsy is a horror movie.
0: And that is, Oh, I bet it has to do with spiders. Ugh. You think just a hunch (laughs) or maybe it's like a about a shrink ray. So that's, that's
1: this summer. Um, should we do like most anticipated
0: or, um, I mean, it's, I mean, obviously for me, I think it's once upon a time in Hollywood. I was, it was because you said that, because it was a draw for me between that and another one, because you said
1: that I'll say mine is the dead. Don't die but that might be more for me, honestly.
0: Yeah. Uh, well, maybe we should go the other way, way around. Man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, those are my top two. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, as far as like, I feel, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's because, because the stuff that appeals to most people isn't something that appeals to me that much, but it feels like there aren't that many big tentpole movies, like not as much as, as many as there used to be.
1: Yeah. I mean, you've got dark Phoenix, You've Spider-Man, Lion King and Aladdin. Yeah. Yeah. You got Hobbs
0: and Shaw. Oh yeah. Hobbs, Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. Um, yeah. there's a lot of them that it sounds like, but I feel like in the past there's been like three per month right. in the summer. And now I feel like there's like five for the entire summer. Which is fine, I, I like that, but again, it's stuff like there's a Dora the Explorer movie that's just not for us, but right. it'll be it'll be huge, I'm sure for for people. Right. So yeah, and I guess it's, Men in Black International should be a tentpole, but it doesn't feel like it. Does it doesn't it? feel like it now. Um,
1: so I'll say the one thing. Oh, oh Toy, Toy, Toy Story, Story, Story 4, Four. That's yeah. yeah. Um, the one thing that always happens when we do this, even though I've read all of this and mm-hmm. in talking about them, sometimes I end up getting excited for things yeah. that I did. wasn't before. So I'll say the two that stick out now are both horror movies. Um, I was already somewhat excited for scary stories to tell in the dark. Absolutely. But then realizing it's the guy who made troll hunter. I'm even more excited, but crawl. I am now It on looks So schlocky and just crawl. delightful. That one and is, uh, what was the other one in uh, a vault is that what it's vault? Called? Yeah. That sounds pretty cool too. Yeah. Uh, I like those. Uh, I like those little, those little thrillers,
0: yeah, uh, They're because they just it's it's almost like Ten Cloverfield Lane. Although that one from the mar- had an interesting marketing campaign as well. In so far as like we introduce it, it's coming in two weeks. Get ready, yeah, um, yeah. It's just uh, these smaller films. You don't have as much association. You don't have as much expectation. So you can go in as, as kind of a blank slate, and that's at this point in our lives, it's so refreshing, but like, that's, that's how we used to see movies when we were teenagers. Yeah. We didn't know that much. We just like, this looks mildly interesting. Let's go see it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you can find us at battleshippretention.com this week.
0: Speak we have- for yourself. <laughs> I don't know why uh, I said that.
1: Yeah, I didn't either, but this week we have reviews by me of Pokemon detective Pikachu and Tolkien um, what else? Uh, Jim Rohner uh, over at I Do Movies Badly is doing a month of podcast on George Romero movies. He looked at Season of the Witch. Um, movie Meltdown talked about um, uh, Avengers Endgame. And this week on the Patreon, the most recent Patreon episode, we counted down, Tyler and I counted down our top five movies of 2006, which is right. the most recent year that there isn't a best of episode right. uh, available. Cause we started in March of 2007. Um, that was a lot of fun. Um, definitely had some movies on my list that wouldn't have been on if we'd recorded it at the time. Cause there were some movies that I hadn't seen at the time.
0: I think, uh, I think mine list. were just, yeah, I think honestly mine were just kind of reconfigured. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> It was, it was a lot of fun yeah. and it, it hurt me to have to cut Borat. Borat didn't quite, didn't quite list, but it's up there. Yeah. Um, 2006 was a pretty good year in a lot of ways.
1: Yeah all right uh so that's all at the, the 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 website join the join the patreon a lot of fun stuff over there a lot of fun stuff coming up we actually just had a fun idea for uh, an upcoming mm-hmm. one um you can email me at david at battleship com. email tyler at tyler at battleship com. follow me david on twitter at davy pretension and follow tyler on twitter at tyler pretension anything you want to
0: plug uh over at more than one lesson this week uh, not that I can, uh, think of, I think by the time, actually by the time this goes up, I will have an article there about, uh, some of the, I don't know if I'd say shady dealings, but, um, you know, uh, the, the Christian film industry is, is such that because there's an ideology behind it, um, a lot of people maybe a lot of people involved in it probably assume that it's different than hollywood it's not that different than hollywood <laughs> as it turns out uh and so like a lot of the people that i spoke to um at this year's icff had some very specific experiences bunch of
1: phonies were they phonies Uh I don't
0: know if I'd go that. Were they constantly uh, looking
1: over your shoulder to see if someone more important was walking into the room? Uh
0: that's possible. Uh That's the Hollywood type. Well, it's also this idea of it at the at the core it's the idea that um you know the, the Christian film industry is still still kind of fledgling. Um and so every even the highest budget christian film is not very high budget which means all these other ones are very low budget um but there are also a number of like streaming services now obviously pureflix is the is the highest profile one but there are a number of others that are doing okay and they're looking for content but they don't really want to pay for content and so well that's not unheard of the idea of like oh well you know we we can pay you an exposure that's the big word but in the mm-hmm. christian world it, it becomes particularly insidious because now uh, people will invoke the, the word ministry. It's like, well, we're you know, this is a ministry. It's like, well, you're getting paid, uh-huh. uh, so I, it's a ministry for me, right? But for you, it's a business, you know, and it's that sort of thing. Like using in this, it's it's the same thing that they they do with uh, when a film just isn't that good. Is they're like, well, you know, it's not meant to be. It's not going to be amazing, but it's you know, it's, we, are on board with it. And so like, it requires you, it invokes like religion and invokes Christianity so that you will forgive an inferior product or I think an unscrupulous business practice. And, uh, so yeah, so I'm writing an article about that. Okay. So you um, can, although now I've just said everything, so you don't really need to go there. You should still go. Yeah.
1: Um, so that's it. Um,
0: yeah. Thank you for listening. We'll get you next time. Bye. Bye.